Welcome back, everybody. Well, I've been on a little journey. I've been on a little sabbatical, and I'm excited to be back. I'm refreshed. This is Rachel Prince, rentalpreneur and realtor here in the beautiful Indianapolis city of, well, the Big Ten right now. Big Ten basketball is going on and a few other things going on in the world. We understand there's a lot going on. And really, honestly, um, some of the upcoming episodes I think we're going to get into talking about world travel and how it's affected by things that are going on in the world and, and the economy and um, you know the coronavirus and all of the scares and things that, that uh, could affect travel in the upcoming months and I think hosts are really wanting to hear about. Today, however, on the Airbnb Entrepreneur Podcast, we're going to be talking about an interesting concept of communication and we're really just interested in finding out what some of the best ways to discuss um, you know hosting and guest communications to make it best for all right the importance of relating to your guests and the guests relating to the host the communication and to help ov- the overall experience for the host and the guest and, and the success for your business as you venture into becoming a rental entrepreneur. And the whole point of this is really just so that we can help you and you can help you, um, you know, influence and be influenced in the B&B world. That's really the mission of this podcast is to um, just give you the tools and information to make the best decisions that you can. And today joining me is my wonderful correspondent, Shane Huff, all the way from Eldridge, Iowa, which is actually not that far from me here in Indy. He's a B&B no. enthusiast. No, it's not. I know. Uh, especially as much as driving as you do. He's a B&B enthusiast and arbitrager. You guys probably know I'm always into Airbnb real estate investing. However, I have decided to expand my horizons a bit. And I'll talk about that a little later. But um, I'm interested in Shane's perspective. And he's, I think you guys will like him. So welcome, Shane. Hi. Why don't you take a stab at telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for uh, thanks for the intro. I uh, I'm super excited to be a part of this podcast and community, and I I look forward to uh, corresponding in the future and sharing some some insight. I am actually relatively new to the Airbnb hosting game. Um, I recently uh, did some reading and became educated on the uh, the world of Airbnb hosting and how profitable it can be, uh, and decided to jump in with both feet doing arbitrage. So uh, my wife and I, we actually picked up our first property here at the beginning of the year, got it uh, staged and listed in the middle of February. Um, and so I think this is going to be an exciting opportunity as we go through to kind of share uh, some of the experiences that we're having as we go through the, the learning curves. But, yeah, I, I, uh, we live out in Eldridge about five, five and a half hours, depending on traffic, of really boring driving through cornfields to get to your area in, uh, in Indianapolis. Um, but I can't uh, listen. I'm super excited to be here, and uh, I look forward to sharing, you know, some of the experiences that I have as we go through. 
Yeah, Shane, I think a lot of people are in your shoes. And so I think it's a really great perspective that you have. And that's why you know, I'm excited to hear your perspective. And um, I think you give a different angle to this game. I've been a little tainted as I've run over you know, 30 properties here in Indianapolis and uh, gotten um, you know, hosted almost 4,000 guests and just kind of sometimes it's nice to have a fresh outlook and, a, and a, you know, be re-inspired by some of the, of the you know, you got, when you have one or two properties or even, you know, under five, I would say, you still have that nice connection, I feel like, to the guest. And I think that's why this topic kind of interested me was because, you know, I wanted to see what your experience was with uh, hosting and the communication that you're having, you know, just with this one property because you're also leasing. And so you have to be extra careful that the guest takes care of this space and respects it. Whereas a lot of mine are the owner's homes. Not that I can't I don't have to look out for them, but I feel like I've, you know, with my contracts with them, I've already told them like, look, that's not my I'm not liable for those things, so I've kind of reduced my risk as much as possible as a property manager. So what's your take on that? Like do you feel extra skittish on certain guests because you're you know, you are leasing and, and how's how's the communication style for you starting to evolve? Yeah, so it is a unique scenario with arbitrage and um, I know we're gonna discuss that uh, here on a future episode. But as yeah. far as the relationship goes with the property owner um, I go into it, and I'm very open and upfront with them when it comes to the, the partnership or agreement that we have yeah. um, when it comes to arbitrage. I do, I do sign a lease with the property owner, and so I am responsible for that monthly rent. Um, after that, or in addition to that, there's, there's also um, some additional expenses, uh, utilities, is something that uh, we can negotiate and that I've actually agreed to take on. And, and I've even, from a maintenance standpoint, when you talk about um, inviting guests into the house and, and ensuring that the property is clean and, and well cared for, um, I've even agreed or we've negotiated with the owner of the property to, uh, we would take care of any minor maintenance issues. And really, that's more for the owner, peace of mind for the owner to say, hey, you know, if, if a light bulb goes out or a battery needs change or the filters or, or, you know, the filters need to be changed or the batteries and the smoke detectors, they need to be changed. I'll take care of that. We'll take care of that. I want to say, yeah. I, I think that is a very noble cause. <laughs> but I think you're <laughs> going to get faster results if you do that. So I think that was a good call. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, definitely. Owners were a little bit more open to discussing when they heard some of the guarantees that we were willing to offer. And the spread, you know, the margin that we were looking to make uh, made, made it possible to do that, to make that offer. Okay. But the relationship, yeah, it really, honestly, it helps build the relationship with the owner because you want the owner to, to trust in what you're doing. And then on the flip side to your question, um, it, it does – add a little bit of pressure as far as screening the guests, um, you know, the filters that you can select in Airbnb. Maybe you go a little bit more on the risk adverse side. So Shane, you know, you know, for me, being well into this game and having quite a few properties that I manage, you know, over 30, I find that uh, guest communication is, you know, it, 
I, I automate a lot of it. Um, it's been my biggest, biggest um, obstacle, I would say, is the guest communication. Not so much like how to communicate, so much as the um, the amount of communicating that's required on a daily basis. Overall, I think uh, communication is an overlooked art of customer service as a whole. Um, and when I got into the Airbnb hosting, I, I guess I didn't fully understand right away how much work it would take on the communication side because communication, communication to me is pivotal in uh, ensuring that your guest has a, has a great stay. So before jumping into it, I thought, well, maybe we could send a couple of messages and that would be okay. But as you, I'm sure as you know, because you've been doing this for a while now, communication, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes planning, and it's a huge part of the overall experience for the guest. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's I, you know, in the, in the short time that we've been doing it, I've found that uh, communication has been really where a lot of the work comes in. I would agree. I think that my two biggest obstacles, <laughs> because listen, with one property, uh, guest communication becomes you're new. It's newer, and you're discovering all the different ways to communicate. And you're like, should I even automate? Uh, however, sure. once you once like once I started scaling, I realized like I'm gonna need a, a handyman like almost full time, <laughs> and uh, because you have a lot of properties and some of these indie properties are older and so a lot of stuff and then the wear and tear um, you know a, a little uh, you have to just take care of these little things that go wrong like the sink started leaking a little bit or the shower from the roof started leaking a little bit and it's not like you can just let these things go and so it seems like I spend most of my time working on these work orders um, how, and, and then I also, in the back of my mind, I'm like, gosh, how can I improve my guest communications? Because, you know, all my messaging, most of them are automated, except a lot of people ask a lot of questions. And this is really the biggest, uh, this, is, this is the hardest thing to address. So consider yourself sure, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, to your point, um, we are, we're self-managing this property. We're doing the, we're handling the maintenance and we're handling the cleaning. And yeah. so our communication is really between uh, us and the guests and between us and the owner of the property because we're, we're arbitraging this. Right. Um, so we don't have quite as much communication as, as you do where you have to communicate with the property manager or maintenance, uh, the cleaning staff, the owner, the guests. So, uh, yeah, I can only imagine uh, at, at your level the time commitment it takes to really offer uh, exceptional communication. As I scaled, my communication, or as, as a host scales, they're going to have to consider all the different communications that are important. And so not only do I have to worry or concern myself with the communication style and tone that I'm offering the guests, but also how I'm talking to my cleaners, the guests, the, the, how, what, how the handyman um, is communicated with and uh, made aware of the issues, and you're right, with the owners. And so uh, it's, it, it really, you know, if anyone's looking to get into this game, they really need to consider the, all of those aspects as you scale. Let's bring it back, though. Let's scale back and bring it back to just the guest communication with, uh, you know, just let's just say one-on-one -on -one here. What's the tone for when you're, you're just talking to your guests directly? Um, you know, they're, they booked with you. They're coming in. 
and they are, you know, asking some questions. What's kind of your style for communication with a guest right off the bat? Yeah, so we've chosen to be very positive yeah. uh, and appreciative in our messages to our guests. I mean, we understand that there are a lot of options out there. Yeah. Um, and so we, it's, almost, it's almost like uh, messaging with a smile, if you can think about that. You know, it's tough when you're talking, and I'm in sales, so it's, it's, it's tough when you're talking to a customer to sound down if you're smiling when you're on the phone. So it's almost like we're smiling through our communication to our guests by thanking them for booking and by being very appreciative of their choice to stay with us. I love that. I, I just love that. Messaging with a smile. I think that is... <laughs> Really, really key right there. I 100% I, I agree that that is a really good approach to have. And uh, I think because you have some sales experience, that's really going to contribute to the customer service end of your business. And a lot of people out there just starting this game may not have that. And so I think if, that, if they have any takeaway from this at all, that <laughs> messaging with a smile is probably the biggest one. Now, for me, for example, we have a lot of automation. Um, you know, they get their booking confirmation as an automation. I mean, a lot of times they're booking at like 12 at night. Uh, and then they get, uh, you know, a three-day before check-in. They get, that's automated. They get one a day of check-in with all the codes and check-in instructions and details and where's the trash can and how do you turn the heat. And then um, they get one their first morning, that's automated, and then they get one for the review and also checkout preparation, which I think is very important, especially to inform them of how you would like them to leave <laughs> the unit for your cleaners. You yeah. know what I mean? Like be respectful. And I'd like to go into more detail about that one later, but in general, it's a lot of automation. So um, are you, do you have any forms of automation yet or, or are you just doing this, uh, yeah? line by line. We don't, yeah. Yeah, great question. We don't. We don't at this point. Um, one, for a couple of reasons. I think the main reason is we wanted to do this ourselves so that we would better understand how to do it and also um, have a better understanding of some of the intricacies of communicating so that when we do scale and grow to a point where we decide we want to start automating, we'll have a better idea of what it looks like, you know, what kind of things can come up and hopefully be better prepared for setting that, that uh, automated messaging. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, to your point you mentioned uh, when guests book at midnight, right, that is one of the challenges that we're facing right now is that because we're doing it ourselves, if a guest books or inquires um, late at night, we have to hope that either we, we've heard it and we wake up and can answer or we answer it first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's like a, having a new baby, newborn. Yeah. So I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different automation apps out there uh, for just for messaging. They also come with uh, private or property management systems, PMS systems, and then also channel managers. People like, um, you know, Evolved out there and uh, Red Awning, they will handle your guest communications if you pay them a lump sum, which some people do not want to take care of, uh, but you're still responsible for handling all of the ground floor issues, property management, stuff like that, uh, stocking and whatnot. Thing. Uh, so, so, you know, that's, the, yeah, that is something you might want to decide you do is, is get at least one of those messaging automation apps that 
um, would would help you get you know just just address the initial ones and the late night ones. But um, I think that um, you know for inquiries, that's where you might lose out on on potential bookings because I think Airbnb sends mm-hmm. a you know the guest another option if you don't respond within an hour or so. But for the most part, um, I think if you, if they Airbnb sends them a booking confirmation, so it's not a big deal on those. Um, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know we 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 will get to that point. Um, this our goal here is to um, run run the business uh, as business owners and not necessarily business operators. I think once we scale to a point where we don't want to necessarily be in every day-to-day action, um, we'll be more automated. We'll definitely look towards automating more of these things. But, you know, for right now, we just have the one, and it gives us a yeah. good opportunity to learn the business and get our hands dirty and, and uh, figure out some of the intricacies of it. Um, but it is, it, there are definitely some challenges. You're right. And I would also say to perfect, I think you kind of alluded to this, but to perfect your your messages and what you say on each occasion and how to say it graciously. Um, I know I have a lot of practice doing that and I've also created a lot of templates. You can create them in the Airbnb app directly and just send a template and that's a really handy tool. Um, I think that one of the uh, most common templates we use is Airbnb's number is (laughs) and then just say, uh, like we can't. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. Airbnb handles that. Like if it's a money issue or something that we can't handle, we just have that template, and then we just push gotcha. the little te- template button, and then we say, "Call Airbnb, and here's their number." <laughs> and that and sure. Airbnb, Airbnb won't scrub their number because uh, it's their number. So it's like a 415 number or something. So they might have an 1 uh, 800 as well. But that's that's a nice little handy tool for them. Um, let's just say you have like an is- issue though. How have you handled that in the past? Like, how have you communicated with your guests? Can't, it's hard to smile. Yeah. It's hard to say, hey, the <laughs> not available for you. I'm saying it with a smile. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah, and sometimes they're not in the mood for a smile. Um, right, right. But, you know, it's uh, appropriate timing for that question because we, we actually just did have an issue with our property. We had water back up from the, the main drain out of the house and um, the guest sent us a message through Airbnb messaging which is which is our um, preferred method of communication but when they as soon as we received that message and saw that there was an issue we switched over to texting and calling via our um, personal cell phone Um, and so um, that messaging changed a little bit because now it became now it became a priority we wanted to make sure that the guests understood how much of a priority it was for us. Um, so we, again, um, smiling may not help in that situation, but we were extremely apologetic up front. We um, made it a point to be on the premises within the hour, um, and we continued to communicate with them throughout the entire process, giving them updates so that they were aware of what was going on. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's, that responsiveness is is super crucial because we have because I have a an answering service so they can't even I don't even leave my cell phone number so most of the guests can't even get a hold of me like you know if they call at eleven and say there's no toilet paper they can't even get a hold of me <laughs> so that sure. my answering service sends me a text or an email depending on the the tier of um, 
responsiveness required. But I think um, that's, I think you're right. Like you have to, sometimes I have to call them directly and show them that I care and that this is important to us as well. Yeah. I had, had a guest recently who um, was driving after a 10 hour flight and she was cranky and she couldn't find the alley because the alley wasn't at the end of the street. It was in the middle, I guess. I don't know. Like where's the alley? <laughs> so it's like it's not it's not my fault where they put the alleys, but yeah. at the same time, it's my responsibility to do what I can to inform the guests of these things. And I hadn't thought of it, but uh, I now put it in my auto automated messaging. So I think feedback is really important. Uh, we have to listen to the feedback of our guests and make the and implement the corrections when, need, when, when we need to. You know, sometimes they're just like ridiculous. Like, I mean, there's some breadcrumbs and we didn't get them and send the cleaner over and she's like, well, it's underneath the toaster. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. well, you do right. realize that toasters leave crumbs, right? <laughs> so, you, you know. You know, and, and to, your, to your point on communication, Rachel, um, I, the way that I look at communicating with the guests, especially with some of the intricacies of the home, like your example of the alley. So we have, we have a smart lock, and sometimes it can be a little bit tough to wake up. You, you might hit it a couple of times, and it doesn't, like, immediately wake up. So I put in the messages, hey, you know, when you go to enter the code, press firmly on the check number or the check button and or swipe swipe firmly on the pad to wake it up. It is a little bit stubborn. You know, I try yeah. to throw in a little bit of humor. Um, it is a little bit stubborn. And then on the door, the door needs to be closed completely for the lock to, to lock the latch. So we add a little bit of that too. It's almost uh, those things that you might not normally think of in your everyday communication become yeah. extremely important when communicating to the guests because you want to make it as easy as possible for them, right? You don't want your guests to have to think or figure it out. The easier it is, the, the better they're going to have as far as an experience goes in your property. Yeah, Shane, I'm having like this Portlandia moment where uh, the two main characters go into an Airbnb house and there's all of these details in the app that, that say, hey, you need to do this to wake up the smart code lock. <laughs> and then, they, oh, wait, to sit on the couch, what you need to do is take the roller and clean it back and forth so you don't get any of the cat hair on you. And then to work the toaster, <laughs> yes. you need to, yes. you know what I mean? Like you can imagine, like if they had, rule, they had a guideline, like a rule book for everything in the house. That's my big nightmare. Oh, my goodness. I can, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it, it is. It, it is important to, um, I don't know, when it comes to communication, comes to communication including those little things, at least we found the guests, the guests seem to really respond to that. I think they appreciate it for the most part, but you just have to make sure there's not too many is all. <laughs> sure, yeah. If the yeah. list oh, can add up quickly. So, yeah. And some absolutely. people leave, some people leave like books of guest books, and I'm just like, I don't do that. I just leave a one laminated sheet, and I try to make it line by line and just very succinct. They like succinct. They don't read yeah. all the information. <laughs> ah, good point, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, how do you communicate, what's your style of communicating to the guest when it's time, like, for checkout? A lot of the guests will ask, like, how do you want me to leave it? You want me to take the sheets off? Or, you know, what, it, what should they do? And how do you, how are you communicating to your guests 
um, to leave it tidy or to leave it the way you want it when they leave. Oh, you guys are doing the cleaning, so. We are. We are. But we still send them, we do send them a message the night before checkout, um, thanking them for staying. Um, we let them know, you know, we say we hope you enjoyed your stay. And then we also add in as a friendly reminder, checkout is by 11, and that we ask all guests to, depending on the time of year, um, turn the heat down or, yep. the, or the air, you know, the air up um, and turn the lights off and then just make sure that the door, because the door does in the, in the property that we are um, renting out, the, the door does seem to close a little bit tight. So we just remind them to, to close it or make sure that it's shut before they go. And then we just say thank you. Thank you again for your stay and um, travel safe to your next destination. So, so pretty, it's pretty short and sweet. I feel like that's what I used to do until like a week ago when my cleaner was like, wow, there's like balloons and, and like water bottles everywhere. I'm just like, why didn't they just put them in a trash bag? So I changed my message to be like, no more of this, like, this host nice girl. I'm going to um, ask them for what I really want, which is bag all trash. Bag your trash, yo. Put it in a trash can. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> and uh, this is not, you know, we're not, we're not children here. We're adults. So we need to right. practice, like, communication, not communication, but we need, need to practice adulting as an Airbnb guest and uh, a vacation rental guest. And so, you know, I kind of changed the, the tone of the message. And now it says, you know, in preparation for your checkout and to help the cleaners, um, the flow of the cleaners, you know, please bag all excessive tr or bag all trash. Clean up excessive, um, you know, things, uh, dishes. Uh, clean uh, uh, any ex spills. You know, tidy, tidy it up, tidy up your space, yo. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I say the cleaners uh, because our cleaners will be reporting as well. And that, and I think that kind of I'm gonna see how how they've been leaving them lately. A little different. I'd be interested. Yeah, we should we should definitely uh, uh, review this at a at a future episode. Yeah. Because I would definitely be interested in in hearing that because there is a fine line, right? There's going to be a fine yes. line between <laughs> between setting expectations and then being a little bit a little bit overboard. And I, for me, my personality, I'm very non-confrontational, so I I end up I end up leaning more towards the please and thank you to do this. So I'll be, I'll be very interested because that would get me out of my comfort zone as far as communication. But I think, yeah. I think you're on to something with setting expectations to say, hey, you know, please help us out with these, these items before you leave. I think the reality is, um, and I also say throw away perishable foods because we don't want them. Uh, but mm, sometimes yeah. they leave them for the cleaners. <laughs> but um, I, I think that is, Ultimately, um, I, you know, I think where, where you're at and how you see that is how I was. I was like, we can't ask that of them. But I realized that a lot of guests, especially who were first-time users, were misbehaving a little bit and mistreating it like it was some sort of like, woohoo, free-for-all. And I'm like, that's unacceptable. You know, you get reviewed as well. So this is, this is a, kind of a partnership. So even though, the, despite the fact that they're, they're paying, I don't expect them to scrub the toilets, <laughs> you know. But what I do expect is that unnecessary or excessive or that they're going to take care of the house if they spill, you know, or they're going to, you know, just, you know, 
Some people have well, the motto, find it, leave it better than you found it. And other people have the, I mm -hmm. could give a rat mm -hmm. beep to, you know, mm -hmm. if how it's left. And I don't really care. And that is not the type of guest that I want to invite in. I say in my booking confirmation, like, look, this is for, we're, our, our houses are for conscious travelers. And are they all conscious? No. But many of them are. You know, we have had very little problems um, just, you know, before using that checkout message and whatnot um, and just that kind of attracting in the law of attraction of the conscious-minded traveler um, in the past. So I would say that, you know, moving forward, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that now they're kind of expected to, um, you know, because we have some penthouses and I have some um, 9,000 square feet properties I manage and kind of party properties. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what they think our expectations are and share that with their group, you know, yeah. educating. Yeah. So, so it's, and it sounds to me too, Rachel, almost like there's a, there's a responsibility, a social responsibility as a host to other hosts everywhere to kind of educate the newer, the newer guests on how, how to properly exit a property. Is that, does that sound accurate? Yeah. It's the, uh, the checkout instructions, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But on the grander, on the grander oh. scheme, I guess, is what I'm yes. asking is, is like, because Airbnb Definitely. is yeah. a very, very communal, very communal, right? And so yeah. um, it sounds to me like, and again, I've only had the, the one, but I can understand where you're coming from, that on a brand new, for a brand new guest, communicating and setting expectations is key to almost educate them on, how to properly stay and how to properly leave a, uh, a, a house. And how to be a part of this community. Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're spot on. Yeah. You are. Yeah. That's great. Okay. We are, we're like, we're training these people. And I think that um, part of why I wanted to be a B&B &B influencer was because, or is because, I want to help educate and enlighten and brighten up the world. Like my goal is not for us to trash this freaking planet. And I think, yeah. you know, that I didn't realize how much of, you know, some friends have said to me, oh, you know, one or two have been like, what, you know, you're, you're, you're just doing this for the money, la, 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 la. And I'm just like, well, I will say, this is a profitable business, okay? And I worked my way up from food stamps to six figures, and I am proud of it. However, my main goal has been to, uh, to help this help other people with their piece of the planet pie, which would be the homeowners, helping them figure out how to run a successful business or some, do something with their property that's, that's fun and creative and conscious and, addition, and make their own money and be financially free. And then additionally, to help create authentic relationships in the world. And I think from that stems this uh, other plot of, you know, uh, of um, helping people grow and learn how to be conscious humans on this planet. So I guess, um, you know, I don't really, I'm not that, like, I'm not a political activist by any means, but I guess I'm more of a spiritual warrior, if you will. <laughs> so right. that's how sure. I do. That's how we do. <laughs> well, and it benefits the rest of the host community, right? Because if you're able, if you're able to better help or educate a first-time guest, the next time they stay at somebody's place, hopefully they're going to learn from that experience and leave it off um, a little bit better. So we're, exactly. we're really doing a service to everybody else. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, and even their own home. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> uh, and then inevitably, though, there's always, I don't know, there's always going to be one or two bad Rotten apples. Eggs. That, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Spoil it. But, you know, on, on the whole, 
I think on the whole, as long as you implement best practices with your communication, you will, you're going to avoid most of those, in my yeah. belief. Yeah, I agree. I, I think there's only a small percentage who will try to defy you, but yeah, um, that's, sure. that's what's good about reviews um, and video camera surveillance. Um, and before we wrap it up, just if someone just doesn't communicate, <laughs> period, which is kind of scary for same-day bookings, we don't send out a check-in code for same-day. So they have to have like they have to be reachable. Like we'll call them if it looks questionable, and we'll yeah. actually communicate to them directly if it's the same day and say, hey, you know, tell us a little bit more. I see you're from I see your local. What's going on? Um, we don't usually allow locals. Um, you know, what's what's the situation? So, but when there's a miscommunication, I think that's when trouble can arise. And I I think a lot of guests. I think that's when a call is due. You know, a lot of times when I'm like, wait, this just isn't working on text, so I just need to call this person. Yeah, great point. Yep, that's an excellent point. Um, and, and really, for me, the experience that I can take, it really just comes from um, my, my full-time job in sales, in that if it, takes, if it takes two or three email exchanges back and forth with a customer for me, that, that tells me that there's a miscommunication and you just need to pick up the phone. You know, you just, just go old school, pick up the phone, call them so that you can have a conversation, really figure out what are we trying to say here, what are we trying to communicate, and let's make sure that we're all on the same page so that we don't start off on the wrong foot. I think, I think let's move it to our takeaway today. I mean, the biggest one for me was to um, have some sort of automation tool for messaging in place, uh, be able to pre-write your messages or start to understand which ones are common so that you can kind of customize that a little bit, but like also, um, but that you can also have the same verbiage, same tone, make that consistent throughout. At least that's been important, you know, for, for, for me. Yeah, and, and I would say uh, almost to circle back from the beginning, messaging with a smile. Um, I, like to, I like to ensure that my messages and communication is upbeat and positive because I want to set a positive tone for the guests coming in. And, um, you know, with the exception of, I don't know, some outstanding or um, really negative event inside the, the property, I want to make sure that when they're leaving, you know, the communication is positive as well so that they, from start to finish, they've had a, they've had a good experience with the communication. Um, in the hopes that uh, you know, in the hopes that they they'll come back, or that they'll they'll at least have had a good experience and want to want to continue Airbnb for other hosts. Yeah, or refer or refer you. I, I like mm -hmm. I like also be clear uh, be clear in your messaging and your tone. Um, you know, you can create laminated note cards or. Uh, chalkboards in the house are good. I have a label maker to explain certain things if they're tricky. And um, so I think, yeah, that is, that's a really important takeaway as well. All right, guys. Well, Shane, I just want to say thanks again for corresponding with us today. I thought we had a really fun, dynamic time, and I appreciate you. Yeah, this was great. Thanks for having <laughs> me. And yeah. I, I look forward to, um, yeah, I look forward to working with you again. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it as well. 
So everybody, the way that we grow, I guess all the algorithm works on these things, is that you like, subscribe, and share. And um, that's how we continue to grow and bring you such great free content. So please, by all means, help us out and uh, give us your positive feedback. I definitely like positive feedback. If you'd like to join the short-term rental revolution, get a hold of us at rentalpreneur.com. All right, guys. Well, that's it for today, and we'll see you on the flip side.